Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Welcome back, everyone, to Les Hangout, the bi-coastal podcast that's so sweet we should probably label it a biohazard. The podcast where we talk about ourselves so much we might as well be doing our biographies. <laughs> the podcast that ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let you do it by yourself. I would never expect you to. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida, and welcome to Season 3! Season 3? I can't handle it. It's pretty crazy, actually. It's a little, it's a little much. Yeah, I am so excited, though. Before this episode, like, I, I felt like I was going on a first date. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know when you just get nervous and you're like, what will we talk about? Like, Did you get dressed up? for this did you i did i put makeup on and everything <laughs> you put makeup on for me i feel so special i know right i missed you too ellie <laughs> to those of you who have been with us through this whole journey thank you as always for listening if you're a new listener welcome we're excited to have you here and here's what's happening this week this week in the last this week in the Lesdom is somewhere for us to touch base every episode about things going on with the podcast, with our lives, with Greater Less Universe, and this week we're going to start with uh, a lot of things because it's our first week back and we have so many announcements for you. It's ridiculous. One announcement, you may remember that we keep taking summer hiatuses, A, because sometimes we need a little breather, and B, because my wife and I apparently just can't stop having babies, and we had another baby. Amazing! More or less hangout babies. We... <laughs> <laughs> we have a new Les Hangout baby. Her name is Audrey. She's pretty great. We're big fans. And yeah, so thanks for suffering through the long summer without us, but it was great to get a little time off to play with some babies. Oh, I wish that I could play with some babies. <laughs> <laughs> anytime ellie come All over right, anytime i'll be there next year okay just start driving I now <laughs> i can do this road trip and we also have some announcements for season three so we're going to be doing some things a little bit differently season three we're test we've been testing out some new things seeing what works seeing what doesn't and we're going to have more original songs like we always do but we're going to be cutting down a little bit on our youtube channel because we want to focus on more live shows and live events so we can actually get in front of all of you and hang out with you. Which leads us to some of our most exciting events that we've been having over the summer and we're going to continue through the season, which are going to be trivia nights. Dun, dun, dun. Everyone loves everyone trivia. Everyone loves trivia. And by everyone, I mean me. I love trivia. I feel like it really fits our personalities to be doing trivia because we're just full, full <laughs> of fun facts, full of fandom yes. love. So we're starting with the L word because 
why not? But we will be branching out into Orange is a New Black, LGBTQ music, possibly a Winona Earp trivia night. So keep an eye out for that. But I want to let you know about our L Word trivia nights that are coming up. We have one at Henrietta Hudson in New York on Thursday, September 26th. One in D.C. at XX Plus, October 3rd. One in Denver at Blush and Blue on October 11th. That one is also going to have a DJ'd after party. I wish I could be there for that, but we have an amazing host there and an incredible DJ, DJ Matriarchy from L.A. Oh my god! Stop I know it. it's gonna that be is the coolest. Thing oh, it's I've gonna ever heard. be out of control. I like. <laughs> I'm like. I plan this event, and I wish I could be there, but it's okay. You will all be there and have a blast. So let us know about it. Take all the pictures. And then we have a second event in New York at Caveat, Sunday, October 27th. And if you want to see trivia in your city, let us know. Email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com and we will do our best to try to set up an event. And keep checking in with us. We're going to be scheduling more of these. We're trying to find more venues. We're trying to find more trivia topics. But we want these to keep happening. They've been a ton of fun so far, and we just can't wait to get more of them in our calendar. Oh, yeah. So keep an eye out. We'll have more things coming up. Also, we want to highlight our Season 3 campaign for our Patreon. I know we say this all the time, but we want to make sure we kick off this season once again thanking all of our Patreon members. This really is why we are able to keep doing this podcast. It makes such a huge difference. And we have a couple things coming up already that we want to let you know about. First, we are going to have our first watch party, Les Central's watch party for Season 3. On September 15th, we are going to be watching Colette, starring my fave, Karen Knightley. Everyone knows you uh, love Karen Knightley. <laughs> shh, no one knows that. And if you want to join at the Ellen DeGeneres level or up, you can join us for that. We love these watch parties. We can't wait to have another one. So anytime before September 15th, get in quick and come hang out with us and watch it. We also are going to have some new Patreon tiers that we're starting. Yes, so we are going to have a $50 tier. Check it out to see all of the cool perks you can get there. And we're also going to have a much larger sponsor level per at $250. I know that seems like a lot, but that means that you will be, you will have an ad in every single one of our episodes. So if you have an LGBTQ business or any type of business that you would like us to shout out, that is our sponsor level on Patreon. And we would love to have more queer sponsors for the show. Other things that we have coming up, we are gonna be heading to New Orleans, October 31st, for the weekend soiree. We have been talking about this for such a long time now. We cannot wait to actually get out there. We're so pumped. If you haven't checked it out, you should look up the weekend soiree, see if it's something you're interested in, maybe going to hang out with a bunch of queer people in New Orleans for Halloween. We know we're excited. Maybe that sounds like something that would be fun for you. There's going to be some fun workshops. There's going to be cool events, activities, parties, so much stuff. Oh my god, I'm so excited again. I can't even wait. Is it now? Is it now? It's, it's not now. It's going to be it out of control. It's, Cannot it's wait to be there and also let you know all of the shenanigans that we get up to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so, so excited, if you couldn't tell already, to bring you our very first episode of Season 3. 
20 by teen. 20 by teen. <laughs> I feel like, so last year I think we said 20 gay teen, the year of our Lord and Savior. So yes. uh, 20 by teen has to be the year of the Holy Spirit. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. The so, year of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Year of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm that's what I'm gonna go for. Make room for the Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are coming in and they are messing shit up. Is that like leave room for Jesus? Because it sounds it sounds different. I think we're doing something different here. Yes. I mean, we used to say, yeah, make room for the Holy Spirit when you're at a <laughs> at a middle school dance. I came from a from a Catholic background, everyone. Here we yep. are. And a very different Lord and Savior this year. <laughs> In 2019? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, let's hope, right? I love uh, it. Yeah, we did We did 20 gay teen last year. We had to kick off season three with 20 by teen. It's time. It's the year. We need to talk about it. Oh, I yeah. think buys have waited quite long enough for this year, so... Oh, yes. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about why... We want to focus on bisexuality and maybe get on a soapbox a little bit about why we all (laughs) should be focusing on bisexuality. But I found this article, as I tend to do, on Rolling Stone that was all about bisexuality and pansexuality on TV and why it's so important that we are now really talking about it because bisexual rep in the media has historically not been super great. Not great, no. No. Not what I would describe as fantastic. No. So the first thing that I think we need to just do away with is the cheating on their husband trope. Yep. And that's where we've seen a lot of bisexuals in the (laughs) past, which also I think goes into a lot of bi erasure because we have, right, they're straight with their husband and they're lesbians with the person they're cheating on their husband with. And yeah. we don't talk about the fact that they probably are bisexual. Yeah, bisexual, I feel like part of the reason that it's been so hard to get good representation is, yeah, it's just non-existent, right? It, we, God knows society, we love our binaries. But you, I, you absolutely go from one to the other, right? You are straight until you're gay. That's it. And that's the story that they want to tell. And, I mean, it's fine. that That is some people's stories, of course. But it doesn't leave that any room in the middle for, uh, you know, other identities that might be somewhere in the middle of those two extremes on a spectrum of sexualities. Just, just thinking out loud here, you know. <laughs> you know, just an just an idea. I don't just know. Just some musings off the top of my head. <laughs> There's nothing in media that backs this up. <laughs> Not a ridiculous number of characters who have been no. erased as bisexuals no, and turned straight into a lesbian. So we're going to talk about bisexuality, but I also wanted to say that I feel as though this episode should be about bisexuality, pansexuality, anyone who's queer, anyone who's attracted to more than one gender identity. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we also have moved, we've moved a bit from bisexuality being the only other option besides lesbian, right? Yes, although I do have to laugh as you're saying that, that we are definitely going to have, like, do you, did you sign up for podcasts just to hear two lesbians yell at you about bisexuality for the next 45 minutes? I know. (laughs) Boy, did you come to the right place. (laughs) I know, but I mean. We have the podcast for you, my friend. (laughs) Yes, I'm not speaking exactly from experience, neither of us are. No, but that's, I think it's great. I think it's great. Because the other thing is, realistically, 
I'm going to make a wide sweeping generalized statement, but uh, lots of lesbians are kind of shitty about bisexuality. So let's stop that here. Let's end the cycle and let's just say, let's listen to two lesbians talk about how great bisexuality is and how uh, they deserve better than everything they've gotten. How's that? Yes, I'm all for it. Uh, Me too. That's why we're going to do this episode. Oh my god, good planning, Ellie. I'm so excited. (laughs) Also, just to play into more lesbian tropes about bisexuality, I love bisexuals because I usually date them. (laughs) (laughs) So yay, bisexuals. Thanks for being bisexual and thanks for dating me. There you go. (laughs) You go, bisexuals. You go. That's all I have to say. (laughs) So so start us off. So where are we... How are we diving into the whole year of 20 by teen? Are we doing a retrospective first? Are we doing uh, current topics first? What's your What's your pleasure? I think we should work our way up. So okay. I want to talk about some of the bisexual characters who have been erased. Okay. To set the stage of where we've been and where we now in the year of 20 by teen have come. So one character that I really want to talk about is Willow mm-hmm. in Buffy. I have so many thoughts on Willow in like almost every, like any topic, if you let me talk about Willow, I could just talk about Willow so for hours. So here we are. Hours. <laughs> Let's talk about Willow and try not to get too crazy about Willow because we need to get to 20 by teen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Willow's bisexuality erasure. Yes. So okay. Willow dated Oz, was in love with Oz, who is male-identifying, uh, werewolf-identifying. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Werewolf. And- <laughs> werewolf American. Yeah. And once she started dating Tara, there was an episode where basically she just says, hey, gay now. Yeah. And they just basically sweep Oz under the rug And are like, okay, nope, now she's gay because there's no way that she could be bisexual. She's either one or the other. And for as much as Buffy did for queer rep, that is, I think, the one, one of the blind spots of the show. Yeah. And which is not to say that Willow couldn't be gay. She can be gay, but they never explicitly covered that. You never had that discussion of Willow... Sitting down, self-reflecting, talking through with... I mean, in that way that, you know... uh, We always process? Well, yeah. (laughs) In that way that queer people are so fond of elaborately discussing every aspect of their feelings on every issue. True. Um, And sometimes making podcasts. Yeah, uh, to talk about them. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what, what could have brought that to mind. There was never a moment where she reflected on having been attracted and solely attracted to men until meeting Tara. And that makes it tough because it is, you know, I think there's a lot of things about bisexuality that get lost in those stories because I think it creates the impression in people's minds when they watch that, that those are the only two choices. You're Mm -hmm. either straight, the way you've been up until now, now you like a girl, and so, therefore, gay. Just zero to uh, 180 on your sexuality real fast. Which I feel like makes people think, watching that media, also, those are the only two options for me. Right, exactly. And so that also creates this like, black and white scenario in real life, too. It's not just watching it on TV, yeah. right? Can we move on to the next? 
Yes, although just before we leave real quick, I I do just have to toss in there because when else are we ever going to get the chance to say it? But like, I feel like Oz was going to end up being bi down the line too. Anyways, (laughs) not the point of the conversation. You're right. You're not wrong. But come on. Gay magnetism is real. Bisexual magnetism is also real. Uh, That's that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Okay. What's our next story? So I want to talk about Callie Torres because I feel as though... She was one one of the first characters on TV to be unapologetically bisexual. And so I just want to talk about her as a thank you to Grey's Anatomy. Thank you to Sarah Ramirez. Let's just always thank Sarah Ramirez for everything. Everything good in the world. Thank <laughs> you, Sarah Ramirez. Yes. And there's a scene where... She literally just starts screaming that I am bisexual. Like, how do you not get it? The B in LGBTQ does not stand for badass. <laughs> it is one of the best lines ever. Yes. Ever. Uh, love, love Callie, love Sarah Ramirez. Just great. Just great. That was an important stepping stone. There have been a bunch of very important stepping stones to get us to now. And yet, while we're talking about Willow and that whole storyline, I mean, of course you know where my mind immediately went, right? Because where does my mind always go? Always immediately goes to Winona Earp, Ellie, come on. Oh, of course, of course. Sounds very similar to a certain Waverly Earp, who also dated guys, dated one guy at length, and then suddenly is just a, a... you know, immediately a lesbian upon falling for and girl. That does make sense. I will say, just for argument's sake, that it did not seem like she was in love with that boy. <laughs> in the well, same is that way just that- because you like Oz more than you like Champ? Yes, but also Champ's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Champ is the worst, but she did also date him and presumably sleep with him. And all right, know, all right. You're, you're gave no wrong. indication that she uh, was not into Champ because of his being a man as opposed to him being the worst. The worst. The yes. worst. Just the worst. The worst. I'm just going to say it's a similar story that we're still seeing you're not on wrong. television screens. And we are going to talk about it once we get to another new slash old television series. Okay. We're going to get there because we're. I agree. We've made these stepping stones, but it's not linear. Yeah. It's definitely not linear. The first TV show that I want to talk about. In- are we are we jumping into our current present day now? Yeah, we're going to go to present day. Of course, we can also give a shout out to Steph Beatrice, one of our favorite bisexuals. We all know Nicole Payson. There are plenty of amazing bisexual actresses that have been very vocal. Natasha Negavanlis. We love you all. Yeah, pansexual. So... There's plenty of people that we could talk about, but let's jump in to the 20 by teen of now. 20 by teen. Yes. So I want to talk about Are You the One? Come one, come all. Um, Please do, because I haven't, I, I'm so embarrassed to say I have not watched any of it. I mean, I'm not that embarrassed. Like, I have a new child, and I think that that's You know, there's, like, some things sure, that are going like, on in your life. <laughs> there's there's certain things that are fine to take precedence over that, but I am very disappointed that I have not gotten to watch any of it yet. So please 
Please fill me in on the beautiful disaster that it sounds like it is. So how much do you want me to fill you in? Spoiler free? I mean, I don't mind spoilers. Let's just, let's not get sucked into like a a deep, deep black hole of this because I feel like we could be here all night. I'm not going to go episode by episode. (laughs) I watched the teaser when they dropped the teaser. So like, I know the premise. I've, I've met some of the people. Yes. So I will say from day one of Are You the One, I was obsessed with the show, like, but when it was straight. And I was not straight, but I loved the show. And I always was like, oh, if this was ever gay, I would love to go on it. Now I'm so upset because I can't go on it. <laughs> it's okay. I love my girlfriend, but I wish I could be a trash bag on reality TV sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. But we can get that. Let me get that out of my system. Okay. Now let's just talk about the show. So the concept of the show is they put 16 people in one house. And what I will give them is they don't call it. It's not just a bisexual dating show. It is a dating show for people who are attracted to all gender identities. That's how they describe it. So there are non-binary people. There are pansexual people. Everyone in the house is open to dating any gender identity. And I think that's really amazing. I mean, here's the thing. I I am of an age to remember what I think were the forefathers of this type of show, which were the just sparkling, glittery dumpster fire that was a shot at love Mm. with Tila Tequila whatever another shot at love with tequila whatever the second season was called and then a double shot at love with the icky twins they were not this right yes and i'm not gonna say i didn't watch at least two seasons of that it was a mess but just the idea even in the time frame when those shows were taking place the idea of doing a reality show where you just filled a house with people who not only are open to all gender identities, but, like, live that, you know, like, who are Mm -hmm. all gender identities, it would have been unthinkable. I mean, some of that didn't even, I mean, that didn't exist at the time, but, like, wasn't even common enough that people would have known at the time. You know, like, good lord, when A Double Shot at Love was out, non-binary was not a commonplace thing that was just known and, you know, accepted the way it is. It's so cool. It's so cool that this even exists. And I love that we can have trashy TV like this because our community needs this. We've waited long enough. (laughs) No, it's amazing. I feel like when we know we've, like, really achieved equality is when I can be like, ugh. All of these queer people suck, but, like, they get to be on reality TV show just like the straight people who suck. Yes. (laughs) It's fine. We suck, too. (laughs) There are queer disasters out there, and we want to watch them date each other. Yes. Come on. That's the dream. (laughs) And I will say, I feel like people are going to come at me because I said all these people suck. (laughs) So I'm going (laughs) to... So I will say, that's an exaggeration. It's reality TV. We all know what you mean. It's reality TV. The one thing I will say about a queer dating show, more so than a straight dating show, is the processing that happens. (laughs) Some of them do some some questionable things, but I will say 
the communication is pretty freaking good. Like, literally. Let me just explain this to you, Lee, and you Okay, do die. it. Do it. Tell me all about so, it. So this was probably my favorite episode in terms of the communication. There was a fivesome. Okay. Yep. So there was a fivesome. And the day after the fivesome, every person who was involved in the fivesome, you know, needed to discuss with each other. Are we all okay with this? Discuss with their partners. I was in a fivesome. Like, I just want you to know <laughs> that this happened. <laughs> and, you know, of course... I'm still like, you're my ride or die, but I just wanted to like make sure you knew, right? Whereas I feel like straight people would be like, I wasn't there. I don't. Yeah. Like, we're not. I was asleep. Yeah, we're not going to talk. Like, just lie. Just keep lying. Right. Like, yeah, it, commu- sounds, it sounds very responsible. For a reality TV show, it's pretty responsible. They have a relationship coach who comes oh to talk God. to them about all the like horrible things they're doing. And, and I will say, I have seen. A bunch of them grow. And it's pretty actually wild. This is not the reality TV of our youth, Ellie. It is still trashy. I will say they get wasted. They have five sums. They hook up with people that are not their match. You know, they, they get into to fights. It's still reality TV. But there are also some gems. Basit, who is non-binary. They are my favorite ever from day one. There's so many tropes in it. It's crazy. I'm like, they literally picked all the all the types of queer people. They're totally the, like, friend who helps you process and who, like, takes one friend and is like, all right, here's how you're feeling. Here's how you're feeling. Let's work this out. And I'm not going to super spoil it, but they have found love in the house and the love story between them and the other person that they're with is honestly beautiful. So there is queer love, there's queer trash, but we've got it all. <laughs> it's all there. It's, it's all, all there. there. I'm sold. Yeah. Sold. I gotta... You need to watch this show, Lee. I know. I really control. do. Oh, I'm so excited. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. With all that free time that I have these days, so I'll I get know, right on you'll it. You'll get there. You'll get there. Uh, but you know what I am slightly more caught up on is Schitt's Creek. Oh, thank God. Yes. So I put Schitt's Creek on here, which is not necessarily new in 2019, but I just want to talk about David's character. I think we should. Because I think everyone needs to know about a character who sometimes likes a little white wine and sometimes... Likes a little red wine. It's amazing. He is a pretty feminine character on this, right? I would say 
most people in society would assume that he's gay, but he is pansexual. And he's Mm -hmm. very open and clear about that from the first time we talk about his sexuality. His parents are good with it. They know about it. You know, there's some dialogue about it. But I also just love Dan Levy. Yeah. And he has done such a good job trying to create some more positive representation for pansexual, for gay characters. And I'm obsessed with it. It's also the funniest show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's great. Um, I also, while you're saying his parents know and they're cool with it, I love some of the discussions that they have, the parents have about it. A, I love the awkward, I I mean, always, I just love awkward parent interactions around, like, their Sexuality. kids, yeah. significant others and stuff. But I also just love the idea of having it's like getting high and discussing your son's pansexuality as like i'm totally okay with it but i don't really get it and what are all of these terms and i'm way too high to deal with all this and i'm just like that is just so adorable it's so perfect right because that's exactly what you need is you need not just david's character you need david's character and the parental response that he gets Yes. And I just thought that was done really well, where it's the same thing. It's approachable. It's supportive. It's not beating you over the head with it. You know, it's not your typical, we're going to learn to love you because we can grow and you're our son and we do still love you even though you're this way and we'll learn to be better after making you feel like shit for a whole episode like no it's just that never happens you know it's just great is this your special someone that you're bringing by and then let's go get high and talk about how uh is he attracted to pans like no just people (laughs) i know oh god but it makes it so much better because it's written by dan who is also pansexual in real life so it's like yeah the writing is so great around it because you know he's probably dealt with this plenty of yep. times before. And he's like, yep. here, we're going to throw this out here so you can stop asking me questions about it. Here, watch <laughs> this episode. Thank you. I love it. I really want to talk about Will and Grace, which is it brought me on a roller coaster. <laughs> I will say that. I think it took all of us on a roller coaster when this was happening, right? I mean, I felt like it felt like this was everywhere through this whole storyline. Oh, Yeah. So I'm sure some of you have heard in the new Will and Grace, Samira Wiley does a guest spot and becomes Karen Walker's girlfriend. Thank God. So that's the height of the roller coaster. I'm like, whoo, this is amazing. Flying high. You're, you've climbed the steep incline. You're at the top. Yes. And it was great. We've known that Karen has been bisexual, even in the in the previous one. There were a bunch of allusions to her being bisexual. So once she was finally with Samira Wiley, everyone was like, yes, they're going to really put Karen out there. She's bisexual. Everything's great. I want to say some of the lines from these episodes because they have me rolling. Karen asks Samira, who's Nikki is her character. So are you permanently parked in the lesbian zone or do you move your car to opposite sides of the street from time to time for plowing? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, it's just such queen a queen bis- of a double entendre, huh? Such a bisexual thing to say, Karen. <laughs> out of control. And then once she's, you know, she's figuring it out, she tells her politically, "I prefer Bush over Johnson." <laughs> I don't know why that never caught on more. That's a great, a great euphemism. I think it's so it's dated now, but I'm like, I, we got to bring it back. 
<laughs> and um, there's another joke where Samira Wiley says, Karen, I think we need to talk. And Karen says, of course we do. We're lesbians. All we do is talk. There's that queer processing for us again. So much queer processing. So that's, I'm like, oh, yes, love this storyline. So into it. Final episode of season freaking two. <sighs> Karen's sitting at a bar drinking and the bartender says, do you really think you're a lesbian or do you just think you're lost? Which I feel like the writers had a really great opportunity right there to have Karen say no. I'm not lost. I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual. I'm bisexual. Just say it. That's all they needed to do. Instead, they have Karen go talk to Nikki, and she says, I've been really thinking about it. I just, I don't know why I can't say it. I, I want to say it, and I just can't say it to you. I need to speak my truth. I'm straight. And it was just the most devastating two words I could have ever heard on that show. Yeah. From Karen Walker. And I feel like not enough people have written about it because I started looking and maybe it's like because it just happened. I was looking for some articles where people were going to talk about, you know, this missed opportunity of them, you know, having her go experiment with women and then decide I'm straight rather than go with what she's been for all of these years and just say I'm bisexual. One word change and it would have been completely different storyline. That one hurts most, especially because it's not even just the typical bisexual erasure where, you know, you just skip over things or, or you know, have this, this complete 180 flip from one to the other. That, it's like it erased everything. 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 <laughs> yeah. It hit me real hard. And that just happened. Like, this is... A few weeks ago. Yeah. So like we were saying in the beginning, it's not linear. And that's the frustrating thing is that you can take all these strides forward and people are still going to make these choices. And I feel like writers need to know those choices affect people. When Karen finally had a queer experience on screen, that was huge for people. Yeah. And then they just took it away. And not just took it away, but took it away in a way that just negates everything, everything else that's ever happened with her character. Yeah. It was... Disappointing. It was very disappointing. Disappointing, Will and Grace. Let's talk about less disappointing things. Yes, great. Bring us up. On the opposite side of that, so here you have someone who was was clearly bisexual the entire time, who then just, you know completely wipes all of that off the board. But Orange is the New Black, where, again, I mean, someone who very obviously is bisexual, we know is bisexual, there's never a question that she's bisexual. It's yes. been pretty clearly established. This is a, a bisexual woman through and through, no question about it. And yet took almost 100 episodes to say the word bisexual and of course we are talking about orange is the new black of course of course of course uh so 89 took 89 episodes finally to say the word bisexual but did say it uh yes. and i mean you know it's i don't think that it's a question i mean there's never been a question that piper was bisexual i mean almost just from the the first opening scenes of the show right i mean 
It was literally side by side. Right. Her, her with a woman, her with a man. Like, yes. In the first, yeah, first few shots. So we've always known, and I don't think, I don't think they've tried to erase it. I think it's just so important. The words are really important. Yeah. Just to hear it said is important. The actions are also important. But put the two together and you you just you can really make an impact on people who are trying to figure out their sexuality. So I think it's super important. It's super important. So, you know, good on Orange is the New Black. We got Finally. that in there. Uh, I would also say the bold type, I think, is another one that's done oh, a great yes. job of of having same thing, having a character who has always been with men meets the one girl that suddenly opens that new door and does not immediately just wash away every part of her identity that existed before. And, you know, I think Kat's always been very clear about being bisexual and really owning that identity very clearly and very proudly in a way that I just, just love. I love the bold type. Also, have you seen Euphoria, Lee? I haven't. Ellie, I've been very busy. It's okay. There's lots of babies. It's okay, but I need to tell you about it because it had me shook. (laughs) I've heard that and I've seen some clips and some gifs. Zendaya can get it any day. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And I'm ready. Let's just say I'm ready. Yes. The great thing about Euphoria in terms of bisexual career representation is that the main characters, Jules is a trans actor, mm-hmm. and she also plays a trans character. Ding, ding, great. Why doesn't everyone do this? But, you know, give them a checkbox for something they should already be doing. But she also sleeps with men and sleeps with women. And so you have a bisexual trans character as well. And they don't say the word bisexual, so... I'm not sure exactly how Jules would identify, but I think it's a good step forward of this is the first season. This is, you've set the scene and you have characters who are very fluid in their gender identity, very fluid in their sexual identities, and they're just characters in your show, and this is how they are, right? And from the beginning, Euphoria did such a good job with that, and I am so excited. And then Zendaya's character... They never talk explicitly about her sexuality, but her and Jules are an item at at a certain point. And you can see that she's also had some experiences with boys, too. The two main characters don't put themselves in boxes. Mm. And I think, especially for a show about high schoolers, I think that impact is going to be huge on the young LGBTQ community. And I think it's just, it's such a more accurate representation of where I feel like so many high schoolers are right now. Mm -hmm. Like teenagers in general, they're just, oh, they're so much more aware. They're so much more fluid. They're so much more comfortable with these things. It's, yeah, I think that's, it's just, it's great. It's great. Great representation, (laughs) both in terms of what you know what it's actually portraying of where teenagers are right now and also just in terms of what that puts out there puts on the map you know in terms of keeping tv up to date with where stuff should be so yeah awesome i also feel like i have to give a mention to emma in vita so i just started vita i've been trying to catch up with i finished gentleman jack i've been working hard I know. Summer, we're, try- okay? we're trying. I've been There's working hard lot. watching TV all summer, okay? <laughs> There's a lot in this the year of the Holy Spirit There's 2019. So much. 
But Emma, I know a lot of people are going to want to talk about Emma. She's a great character and that she also is very unapologetic about her sexuality, very unapologetic about her sensuality as well. And she doesn't want to put herself in a box either. So she sleeps with men, sleeps with women, and doesn't want to put a label on it, which is totally fine. She's basically the main character. So you get a lot of her in the show. And I think that's really important. So that's wrapping up our TV. There's so much. Is there more? I know. I feel, no, there's not. But I think we're going to start talking real fast because, boy, did we have too many things to talk about. We have so much to talk about. And I'm like, go, go, go. Go, 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 Next. go. Okay, let's do real quick movies. Just uh, some highlights. Booksmart. Let's start with Booksmart because love, love, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Booksmart's amazing. All right, next. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Booksmart, I think, A, obviously features a lesbian character, features a queer identified actress. Uh, I don't know that Beanie Feldstein has actually come out with any sort of label on herself. Yes, but she is dating a woman. She's amazing. She is dating a woman, so somewhere under the queer umbrella, so that's awesome. And also, you know, directed by... Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. Who was also an, yeah, iconic bisexual. Iconic bisexual. Not just in the OC, but also in House. So. There you go. There you go. Bisexual rabbit hole. There we go. <laughs> bisexual rabbit hole. All related to Booksmart, which don't worry, everyone. We will, of course, be talking more about Booksmart later on in the season. Ooh! We have so much planned for season three, don't you worry. Other things I want to talk about in movies, obviously, recently we just had the announcement um, about Valkyrie and the new Thor movie that's going to be coming out, and how Valkyrie, played by our favorite, also queer woman, Tessa Thompson, will be looking for her queen. <laughs> and we all died a little that day, so... Died a lot. Died so died. much. Died, uh, died a little much. Yeah. A little much dying that happened within the queer community. We were shooketh, is what we mean. Yes. Valkyrie has always been canon by, so that's great. Yes. But we have yet to see Marvel put their money where their mouth is. So. Well, this is true. So I am hoping that will really be a big, big part of the next movie and not, they're going to be like, Valkyrie was in the room with a girl, and she yeah. walked, like, yeah, you can tell she was with a woman here, right? Valkyrie found her queen, and they are co-ruling together as platonic best friends. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll love it when I see it, but I am excited. <laughs> can we talk about some real life stuff, too? Oh my god, yes. There's uh, been a lot. There's been a lot. And I know, I, the first one... I mean, I wrote it down anyways, even though it happened in 2018, but I think we deserve to celebrate it for a whole other year. That's fine. Um, so we're not done celebrating Janelle Monet, obviously, coming out as pansexual, attracted to just people, because that's A, amazing, and B, a big deal, and C, I love Janelle Monet. <laughs> I mean, we just had to find a way to sneak her into this episode, (laughs) so... Every every topic uh, somehow comes back to Janelle Monae. That's That's where she is. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about Booksmart and how it should have had Janelle Monae in it. Yeah? Yes. Please. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) Coming up in season three. Booksmart (laughs) 2. Booksmart 2. Down for it. 
Oh, could you imagine they Street go smart. to college and one of them has a hot teacher played by Janelle Monae? Uh, yeah, I could see it. All right, let's do it. I'm dying a little already. It's okay. That idea is free courtesy of us. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Let's talk Halo because you said you didn't know who Halo was. Yes, and you I'm, do know who Halo is. I probably is, do. I may not yeah. know the actual uh, ship name. So it's just, it's one of my favorite things recently. So Haleb is the ship name of, of Hannah and Caleb on Pretty Little Liars. Hannah mm. played by Ashley Benson and Caleb played by Tyler Blackburn. And they dated in real life for a while and now have both become bicons. Just these beautiful bi icons in a way that I love. So Ashley Benson obviously is now wit married? No. Engaged to? Is there an official ruling on what the status is right I now? I feel like the tabloids are out of control. They were like, yes. it was a friendship ceremony. Joke's on you. And we're like, what? So yeah. I'm not sure if they're married or not, but they got some sort of like commitment ceremony. Okay. Commitment yeah. ceremonied in some possibly real way uh, with Cara Delevingne. And Tyler Blackburn has not officially come out and said that he is dating anyone, but there's there's a guy who shows up pretty regularly on his Instagram, I think, sometimes wearing fewer clothes than other times. Do we know who this guy is, or it's just, like, a guy? He has said he has a boyfriend. He hasn't really named names. Mm. And... We all know. Uh, we will know. I just, I just love that. I love that they... A, seem like they've remained friends. They're both super supportive of each other, and they're just both super, super bi and super happy and super totally chill with it. And I love that. Especially because awesome. same thing. Caleb, you know, as a ship, I think was a big ship for a lot of people who watched the show. I think people were invested in them as people and the real lives that they led. And I love that that's what, what they now bring into the world, you know? It's awesome. I know. I'm a big uh, Ashley Benson, Cara Dillon fan, so I'm all for it. Let's talk another bicon who has been all over the news lately. <laughs> Miley freaking Cyrus. This has been such a delight in... It's reminiscent of the Harold They're Lesbians, right? Oh, yes. The media coverage of... Well, here, why don't you... Can you set the scene for us, for people okay. who are not familiar with what we're talking about? Let's set the scene. So Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth are married, right? And we see some photos that come out with Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter, where they are on vacation, in bikinis, lounging by a pool... And also making out. So we already know Miley is bi. She's been very open about being queer and openly queer. And about the same day we see all these pictures, we find out that Miley and Liam have agreed to separate. Which, first of all, rough. I love Liam. I feel like I loved them together. But we all see what's happening. All of queer Twitter, all of all of LGBTQ social media are like, okay, it's pretty obvious what happened here. Miley right. wanted to explore her sexuality and Liam was like, eh, baby not, babe. And she was like, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to do it with this hot girl. Gotta go. And that's what happened. But I just, you know, I feel like the whole 
Harold or lesbians. This is like the Harold they're bisexual. This is that of the media going nuts with what are they doing? Friends on a boat. Who knows what that kiss could mean? And everyone is just watching them going, it means they're hooking up on yes. a boat in Lake Como because they're bisexual. This yep. is not conf- they're this it's is not, not a hard trail of breadcrumbs to follow. There's a loaf of bread on the floor and the loaf of bread is bisexual. Um just eat it. Context clues <laughs> here, people. <laughs> so, talking about straight people being clueless. So, Jana, who is my girlfriend, is she works with a lot of people from Boston who are I hesitate to say the word basic, but they're they're very heterosexual, okay? So, you know, live in the suburbs, husband, golden retriever, very cookie-cutter heterosexual people, okay? Not to say all heterosexuals are cookie-cutter, but these people are, okay? So she texts me, and the day after Miley and all this stuff happens, and one of these women is talking super loudly in the office, like, oh, did you hear about Miley? You know, I don't understand why people keep saying all this stuff. It's, they're probably just friends. <laughs> and like, so earnestly. Oh, straight people. Me and Jan are just going back and forth. And I'm like, they're not. They're clearly not. And I'm like, also, if you follow Miley on Instagram, if you follow her on any of her social media, it's not even like she's being coy about it. She's right. like, this is my hot new girlfriend, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, look how hot we are together. Here we are on a boat making out. Yeah. Like, she's very, and she's always been openly bi. So it's yeah. not like this is like a straight celebrity who all of a sudden we're like, oh. <gasps> What happened? Miley's like, I'm super gay, everyone. And this is a hot girl I'm making out with. And the straights are like, they're just friends. <laughs> Why? Why does the media have to blow everything out of proportion like that? They're just good gal pals. I'm like, Miley's saying it. It's not even the media. It's her freaking Instagram. Oh, I don't know why I'm so worked up, but I'm just like straight people. I mean, you know, we've done 20 gay teen. We've done 20 bi teen. We're just not going to have a 20 straight teen. It's, you know, we're running, we we're can't. out of teens, yeah, unfortunately. We're out of teens. It's we're out too of teens. bad. Sorry, guys. It's so- just not sorry. happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Are the straights okay? Uh, almost never. I feel like we should somewhat wrap it up. I don't know that we had a, a cohesive through line. Our through line is 20 by teen. What a year. What a year. <laughs> what What a year it's been and continues to be. And we just want to show some love for our bisexual babes out there because we know you're out there and we love you. <laughs> I feel like that was a sign off of like a- one of those like late night shows. I know you're out there and we love you. <laughs> If you're listening to our smooth jazz on late night KTBI radio, we know you're out there, guys. <laughs> this one's going out to you. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love, I just realized how KTBI, like KTBI. You're welcome. That was amazing. You're, you're welcome for that. <laughs> uh, in, my, in my other life as a radio producer. And, uh, I mean, you are a radio host, Lee. Podcast Are you cruising the highways of life? Looking for a special someone of either gender? This <laughs> one's going out to you. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> and with that, we have to do... I don't even feel right calling this a Q and gay now. Like, it has to be a Q and bi today. A Q and 
Bye. I I need a pun for it. I don't have a pun. I know. For. I'm sorry. We'll come up with it. But this is our first Q and Gay of season three. We're gonna have to record a separate Q and Bye. 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 There you yeah. go. I think we just did. We did it live. We did the live. We, first. Yes, we're fine. Q. 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 And. Gay. Question one, Ellie. Who do you want to see play Valkyrie's love interest? A. Brie Larson. B. Natalie Portman. C. Janelle Monet. Always. <laughs> or D. All of the above. I honestly have to go with all of the above because I really just see Valkyrie as this like player to the max who's who's oh just my like God, yes. you. You, you. How funny would it be if it wasn't, if, (laughs) since we haven't seen the movie yet because it doesn't exist, how funny would it be if the question was not like, Valkyrie has to find her queen? How funny would it be if like what that meant is actually, it's like a reality dating show? Dating show. She's like, she's like juggling three of them and she has to like decide on one of them by the end of the movie. How amazing would that be? Honestly, brilliant. Okay, Olivia Wilde, if you need another movie idea. We're just, we're on fire tonight. Valkyrie, find her queen. On this episode. <laughs> on today's episode. Uh, Valkyrie's giving out a staff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, I love it. All right. What is your favorite bisexual happening of 20 by teen? This is very broad happenings. A, Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter. B, Valkyrie, C, Karen Walker and Will and Grace, or D, Are You the One? Ooh, tough call. I feel like if I was caught up on Are You the One, it would be that. But since I'm not, I'm gonna have to go with A, Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter, because I just think it's great. I just, A, have been to Lake Como, and it is a beautiful place, and I bet they are just having a delightful bisexual time out there. And I love that they're just like, Fuck all y'all, we're gonna go on a boat and just, like, straight Mac all day long and have no cares in the world. And I think it's great. And I love that people are trying to pretend that it's something that it's not because they're not being shy at At all. At all. Question three. Is Karen bisexual or straight and lost? A. Bisexual. B. Straight and lost. C. Obviously bisexual. D. Seriously, are we even still doing this? I'm going to have to go with D. Yes. Seriously, are we even still doing this? Come on, Will and Grace. (laughs) There's not usually a right answer to our Q and gay questions, but this is the correct answer. Yep. (laughs) Excellent work. Whew. All right. Number four. This is a tricky one. Who's your favorite? Rose. A, Johnny. B, Moira. C, David. Or D, Alexis. Oh, this is such a tough call. I think I have to go with my heart and say i love alexis i felt it i knew that was coming <laughs> you I know me it. ellie you yeah, know me i, I love alexis i find her delightful i love i mean i love all of them and i love david and i love everything that he's doing for positive representation for pan people i d- i can't i can't deny my true feelings i love alexis i get it she grows on you too and she's such a good actress i got to go moira's my girl through and through. I mean, Catherine O'Hare is amazing. Just. Unreal. Just amazing. The character work is impeccable. Yeah. Um, okay. I know this is going to be tough for you, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Would you rather chill on a boat with your hot girlfriend mm. or be on a trashy reality TV show? Oh, come on. 
All right. It's clearly be on a boat with my hot girlfriend. <laughs> uh, if you're Jenna, pulling my so leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be nice. I just yeah. wanted to give you the option, you know. What if I chill on a boat with my hot girlfriend on a trashy reality TV show? Oh, you about know. About our lives. We didn't think about combining them. You're yeah. so right. I could be down for that. Next time. Next time. I would have to convince her to do that, which would not happen, but we could we can make it work. Okay, everyone. Remember, you can also give us your answers to this episode's Q and Bye questions on our Twitter. We should have made them all like just uh, A or B. I can't You're believe we right. didn't think that. We missed an Ugh. opportunity. Okay, sorry. <laughs> on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Let me hear you say hip 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 hip. We absolutely love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community, and we just like to take an opportunity and shout out some of our favorite things that have been happening every week. This week, we want to shout out two things, starting with uh, a shout out for Sam. You can find her at pandasam3194 on Twitter. I know you've been waiting, Sam, for season three to come back. We're here. I think you've been more excited possibly than we are about us And returning. we're pretty freaking excited, so that's saying something. We're definitely excited. So we just wanted to give you a little shout out. We really love the posts, the excitement, the joy, because, you know, it's fun for us to remember that other people are excited too that we're coming back. It's not just Ellie and I getting super pumped every week. <laughs> so thank you. It helps, you know, keep us excited as well. And the second thing we want to shout out is something that happened over our hiatus. We had a listener, Amy, reach out to us. She is a queer woman over the age of 50, and she really wanted to connect with other women of her age group. So we set up this thing that we call Gen X Pen Pals, and we connected, I think, like seven or eight women who are of the Gen X generation, and they've been emailing back and forth. We heard from some of them that they helped one of them pick out an outfit for Deanna's date coming up. So they've been chatting, they've been handing off, and we are just so happy to be able to connect you all. So if you are a part of Gen X and you want to be a pen pal, message us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. We'll add you to the list and we'll get you connected with some other like-minded queer women. And as always, we need to shout out our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Amy and Ellen, Kayla Kelly, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, and Danny Gunlock Timora. Killed that last name. You crushed it. Thank you so much to all of you. You make this podcast happen. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Less Hangout Pod. You can send us an email at lesshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. That way, you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. We will also still be posting videos on our YouTube channel, just not as frequently, but make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash lesshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to support the podcast, there are a couple different ways that you can do that. The easiest one and the freest one is to rate and review us on iTunes. A, we love reading the reviews, and B, it helps other people find the podcast. 
And if you want to support us financially, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Like I said in the beginning, we have some new tiers we're excited about. We're also trying to get to 100 patrons by October 1st. And if you become one of those 100 patrons, you have the opportunity to come on for a Q&A this season. So do that before October 1st because we would love to hang out with you. We also have a merch store. You can find it at bit.ly slash lesshop. We've got tees, we've got tanks, we've got totes, and now we have pins and they're super cute and I want to buy all of them. So check them out. Get your own pins. Make me jealous. <laughs> if you want to follow us individually, you can follow me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out, out.